us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Every scar tells a story. They are tangible reminders of suffering that we have endured in the past. Tokens of trauma. Evidence that no experience leaves us unchanged. In these cases, our pain leaves a mark on us in a very literal way, inscribed in our flesh. Scars memorialize wounds, but every scar also tells another story as well. It says, I survived. I made it through. I suffered, but I was not ultimately defeated. So it's no wonder that old soldiers bear their scars almost as badges of honor. They share them with one another to tell the tale of their triumph, of what they have endured, of what they have made it through. For the past couple weeks, we've read the accounts of Jesus' appearances to his disciples after his resurrection. And his wounds, the scars left on his body, play a very prominent role in these appearances. He shows his wounded hands and his wounded feet, his side, and we might wonder why Jesus still bears these grievous marks of his cruel death, even in his resurrected body. Well, they tell the story of his suffering love and his triumph. The Venerable Bede says that Jesus' scars are no indication of his inability to completely heal. They don't diminish his triumph, but rather he wears them as an everlasting trophy of his victory. These wounds in their transfigured glory are not gruesome, but rather dazzling jewels in a crown. St. Augustine says, perhaps in the kingdom we shall see on the bodies of martyrs the traces of the wounds that, which they bore for Christ's name. Because it will not be a deformity but a dignity in them. And a certain kind of beauty will shine in them, in the, in the body, not through the body, he says. Jesus' scars um, have an ongoing relevance. 
Even in his resurrected glory, his scars prove to his disciples that it is in fact he, the very one who was arrested and beaten and crucified, who they saw dead and buried, that was standing before them, and not some ghost or an apparition, as they at first supposed they were terrified, as you might be if you saw a friend who had recently died. He was alive. He had been raised back to life again, gloriously transformed. He shows them his scars in order that they might see and believe. And perhaps they had reason to be afraid. After all, they had abandoned him in his darkest hour. They left him to his awful fate. Perhaps there were some guilt and fear associated with that encounter, but his wounds display his mercy and forgiveness to them. They show of his willingness to suffer, to be afflicted with pain, even death for their sake. Seeing these wounds he bore for them, how could they doubt his love? His wounds show his solidarity with all of the suffering of the world. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with us in our weakness, in our pain, in our woundedness. He bears these wounds eternally before the Father as a plea for our redemption, as a display of his once and for all completed sacrifice. In the course of Christian history, and especially through the influence of St. Bernard of Clairvaux and St. Francis, there arose by the Middle Ages a tradition of devotion to the five wounds of Christ. The five holy wounds. These being the wounds in his right and his left hands. His right and his left feet. And the wound his side bore from when he was pierced with the spear. There are prayers and there are special masses that were developed around these wounds. There are they're depicted in art, in, in, in symbol, and, and in ritual, such as, um, well, the, the grains of incense that um, are inserted in the Paschal candle at the vigil. Inspect that Paschal candle sometime, you'll see those five grains of incense. Or in the Jerusalem cross, um, which is a large cross, with four other crosses in each quadrant. Or the, the pentagram or the pentangle, the five-pointed star, which you see in church architecture, which represents many things, but among them the five holy wounds of Christ. 
These wounds have profound mystical significance. These wounds are believed to be the portals through which we are able to enter more deeply into the mystery of Christ, of his passion, of his resurrection. In meditating upon his wounds, we have a greater communion with his death and resurrection. As the prophet Isaiah said, he was pierced for our transgressions, and by his wounds we are healed. When we consider how his hands and feet were pierced by the nails, our heart too is pierced with love and with contrition for our sins. When the side of Christ was pierced, St. John records that he poured out blood and water. This wound became a fount through which God's redeeming love and sanctifying grace was poured out on us, on the world. It also became a gateway, this wounded side, a way for us to enter in and be close to his divine heart. Throughout the pandemic, we've prayed that ancient prayer, the Anima Christi, sometimes attributed to St. Ignatius of Leola, in which is contained the words, within thy wounds, hide me. Within thy wounds, hide me. Within the wounds of Christ, we find a refuge, a place to hide our shame, our guilt, our fear, a place to retire, a place to be refreshed, to be helped, to be renewed, to be resurrected. St. Bernard says that the piercing nail has become for us a key to unlock the door, to reveal to us the depth of God's love. So, brothers and sisters, let us enter in together into this holy mystery through the five wounds of Christ. In his wounds, our wounds are healed. Through his victory, our suffering is transformed, and we too share in his eternal triumph. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.